0: What is happening, sales hustlers? Welcome to another episode. I'm super pumped to have Brian Goldsack on today. He's been in sales for 11 plus years and he knows a thing or two about building a high quality network that delivers endless referrals. So we're going to dig into that and see what that means. And also he's got a fantastic podcast that just came out, Success Fundamentals. So going to tell you a little bit more about that as well. Brian, welcome to Sales Hustle. How are you?
1: I'm doing great. Happy to be here. How are you, Colin? Good,
0: good, man. So I'm super curious. I think referrals is such an interesting topic because, for whatever reason, a lot of people in sales and you know whether they are in you know whether they admit they're in sales or not because <laughs> you see all these people dressing up their their titles with fancy things or you know I mean I got to sell my kids on eating their vegetables and and all kinds of things <laughs> like that. So everybody's selling whether you want to admit it or not. Sorry. It's um, true, but referrals are essential and, you know, it's so much easier to go to a client that you did a great job for and ask for referrals. Yeah. I said referrals with an S I didn't say referral, yeah. right. It true. Um, then to go out there and find more business. And so I'm just curious, you know, tell us a little bit about, you know, how you built this high quality network.
1: So when, are, <laughs> so it all started, basically me going door to door. So when I built my book of business, the the way I was trained was quite literally going in my community with little pamphlets and business mm. cards, knocking on doors or ringing doorbells, hoping somebody would answer and then mm. trying to strike up, strike up a conversation with the person behind the door and explain the services that we provide and hopefully get their, their, their phone number, their name, maybe a little information about what they might need and knock on the next door and do that for a few years until you have a book of business. So that was the infancy of my career. And and once things started to pick up and my book started to build, then it is a natural progression to uh, work into having a, an intricate network of referrals.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so uh, knocking on doors is brutal. Um, I mean, I've heard a lot of stories of people knocking on doors selling Cutco knives. I've heard, I've, I've interviewed a lot of people that started out doing that, yeah. but yeah. you learn so much from, from. I've never physically knocked on doors. I, I started my sales uh, career in a you know boiler room sort of environment, making a lot of cold calls. Um, but similar, uh, you know, to knocking doors, like you. You learn a lot of things, right? You you build a you build a bit of a thick skin for the people that maybe slam the door in your face and say no, go away, not interested.
1: Yeah, <laughs> right? yeah. It's true. I actually I remember when I was first going door to door, I was listening to a lot of different, you know, just sales podcasts or like videos on yeah. YouTube. That was my big thing. I remember one guy saying going door to doing door to door sales for two years is equivalent to getting a uh, bachelor's in communications. <laughs> Simply, and I'm like, whatever, it's probably not true, but I'll totally feel like I have a bachelor's in communications. <laughs> and it's because, like you said, you don't know who's behind that door. Uh, so you have to kind of adapt each situation to, you know, whoever's behind that door and and where they're at in that moment, you become thick-skinned, as you said.
0: Yeah. What sort of body language are they putting off? What sort of tonality are they using? Do they seem like super busy? Did you just catch them in the middle of like their kids screaming and they're trying to make dinner, and the dog just took a crap on the floor?
1: Like who knows mm-hmm. what you're walking God. into? All of the above. All of the above. It's uh, but you're right. You get a thick skin about it, and and the weird thing is you actually start to get into it. Like after a while, it's almost like, like, I don't know if you, if you've ever done any like running or any endurance sports, it's like always the first yeah. mile or two. That's the hardest every single time. But then after yeah. a while, you're just kind of like in the groove and you just, yeah. just keep pedaling away. Just keep pedaling away.
0: Yeah. I actually, when I, you know, started cold calling and I still cold call today, uh, just cause I'm weird and I enjoy it. um, I used to, I used to look forward to getting my first hang up of the day. It was like, yeah, got that out of the way.
1: <laughs> See, I was always, I'm still, I'm still like, I don't like rejection. I know that people talk about this thick skin thing and they're like, yeah, after a while, you know, you get used to rejection. Every time I got rejected, it still hurt. It still hurt. Mm. But I guess the thick skin is like, I don't know, just being, being used to the hurt. So you still feel the hurt, but you're like, oh, there's that hurt again. Rather than like, oh my god, this hurt hurt so much. What is going on here? So the pain of rejection never really goes away. It's more of just like accepting the pain of rejection is what I would refer to as thick skin. Yeah, I mean,
0: when you're in sales, like you're gonna get way more no's than yeses. Like mm. even if you're at the even if you're the best, you know. Um, I like to think of like the baseball analogy, right? Like a great a great baseball player hits, you know, a 300, which means, you know, most of the time they're not hitting,
1: <laughs> right? That's you a know? Great analogy. And,
0: yeah. So, so, you know, you're going to get way more no's than yeses and, and, and yeah, it stings, but you don't let it, you know, you don't take it into your next call or your next knock on a door or let it stop you from moving forward. Right. Right. And, and then you also, you know, um, I like to look at a lot of those no's as learning experiences. Like, you know, you probably have some examples of like when you, you know, went and knocked on a door and you maybe said a particular thing or, you know, you could have done something different and you're like, mm, next time that happens, I'm going to do something different. So, you know, all of those no's are, 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 little learning lessons that are leaning up to getting less no's in the future.
1: It's a great point. It's a great point. I completely agree. I remember, um, I remember there were, first of all, when you knock on a lot of doors, thousands and thousands of doors, one thing I would say is it's, it's considered like an antiquated technique, right? Like a door to door salesman. And it's true. It is an antiquated technique, but it is so antiquated that at this point, it's almost like a novelty when it occurs, right? Yeah. If this was was like 1936, there was probably like a door-to-door salesperson knocking on your door every 35 minutes or so. So, (laughs) You're like, oh uh, man, close the curtains. Here they come. You're like, oh God, (laughs) this guy's selling me like trombones or whatever they sold in 1936. And, uh, (laughs) but you know, it stopped. It stopped for a period of time. And now it's basically like people trying to sell you books or uh, like cable subscriptions or whatever. Or, so, or they're
0: trying to sell you something and you're like, is that a real thing? Like, is that legit? Like, do you have proof that
1: you're yeah, it's, really it's, supposed it's to like, be selling that thing? Or it's like a religion. You're like, wait, what is, what is, what's happening here? <laughs> yeah. Right? So, like, it's, so people normally think that you're one of those things, right? But what ends up happening is it's a very emotionally evocative experience because it is so anxiety producing for the person opening that door. Right. So it's very rememberable as a result. So although it is antiquated, it is, you know, later on that night, you know, they're saying around the dinner table, some weirdo just knocked on my door and was trying Mm to convince me to use this service or buy this product. And it creates a buzz when you compare Mm -hmm. it to like Internet marketing, where every day you're on Instagram scrolling and there's like 31 solicitations every minute that can kind of just get mixed in with the sauce. Whereas door to door is like pop. It's like really in your face. It demands a response from you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. then you can follow that up with a call and you're like, Hey, I'm that weirdo that knocked on your door. Like they're not going to forget
1: you. (laughs) Right. It's true. It's true.
0: Another point is
1: I would consider it door to door marketing is probably easier than door to door sales. Okay. Mm. And the, And the distinction would be, it's kind of like, um, imagine if somebody came to your door and, I don't know, pick any product. Let's say you're opening up a restaurant and you knock on the door and you say, hey, real quick, I wanted to let you know I'm opening a restaurant. Here's our menu. I'd love to see you at some point. Have a nice day. You're not necessarily selling, you're more marketing. And in some circumstances, that might lead to a deeper conversation that might eventually lead to you getting a new client or a customer. So yeah. I would describe myself as more of like a door to door marketer, not necessarily a door to door salesman, at least in the infancy of my career.
0: Mm, yeah, I- I've actually seen some door to door sales done well, you know, where they're like, and they typically, it typically goes like this where they're typically like, um, you know, Hey, we were in the neighborhood, (laughs) you know, your neighbor, so-and-so, which typically, I don't know who it is, but he's my neighbor supposedly, you know, they did some work (laughs) for him or her, you know? Um, but you know, they, 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 they create that like familiarity, you know, he was having this problem and we helped him with this and we thought maybe, you know, you might be interested in learning more. And I'm like, Sure. What? Well, like, what? You know. Tell me more about that. You know. So right. piquing some interest and 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 kind of. You know. Today in in the digital world we call it social proof. Right. You have social proof, mm-hmm. but it's like, hey, there's like proof in your face. Like we we work with your neighbor. He trusted us. Like you should too. Right. Right. Um. And, and so. All right. So I want to kind of you know move forward a little bit here right so the beginning you know of your Zescrow, like you just you did something crazy that people are doing you literally knocked on thousands of doors and did some you know door market door knocking sales slash marketing um you know helped you you know start to to build a, a book of business um and now you know years later um you don't have to do any more door knocking, and and so I'm curious to dig into like you know how you've been able to build this network that just you know sends you endless referrals because it's something where a lot of salespeople struggle.
1: Yeah, it's a uh, it's a it's a not an easy transition to pinpoint like exactly when it happened. Um, but what I would say is I did a lot of reading and I read this one book which I cannot remember for the life of me I have it somewhere. But anyway, the premise of of the book was. Basically, almost every beginning of a career, especially in sales or even just mm-hmm. if you're an entrepreneur of any sort, the beginning of it is just survival mode, <laughs> right? So, you, you're just getting out there, like pretend you just landed on a, on a tropical island somewhere and you're all by yourself. You're just trying to find some coconuts and some fresh water. You're not trying to build an irrigation yeah. system yet. You're not trying to build your nice treehouse or anything. You're just trying to live, Right. So in the beginning of my career, I met a lot of people and some of them later were not necessarily ideal clients. Okay. Yeah. So, so I ended up learning that what you want to do is you want to basically service the hell out of your ideal clients, whatever industry you're in. And you want to make, you want to make at least one contact with them either a month or every other month, and just say, hey, look, you know, there, there was an interesting piece of information I thought you might find useful. I was looking at your accounts. Here's a quick suggestion I would make. I know everybody's afraid of this right now. Here's my opinion on it. How's everything with you? Anything going on in your life I should be aware of? And at the end of the call, hey, look, have you happened to run into anybody that you think might utilize or might find our services useful? Yeah. And... Inevitably, you usually will get maybe at least one one referral from just going through those calls every month, every other month. So I had a, a period of time where I was calling my top, my top clients the same day of the week, every week for one to two years, touching base. Next thing I knew, hey, you have to talk to my sister. She needs help with XYZ. Hey, my neighbor just sold this house. You got to talk to him about XYZ. And I found that my network started to build from there.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. They're probably like, man, we gotta give this guy a referral or he is not gonna stop calling us every week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you yeah. know, anybody, anybody with a pulse, please introduce please. him. <laughs> Just like,
1: please stop calling me. It's too much already. He'll yeah, call this it, other person.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think, it makes a, I think it makes a lot of sellers uncomfortable asking for referrals but if you make it a consistent habit like you mentioned Brian it becomes easier and it just becomes it just becomes part of what you what you do what you say you know you you probably have some pretty consistent talk tracks of things that you're saying things that you're teaching people ways that you're adding value to people in your network just add that in of asking for those referrals and the great thing that i love that you brought up is it doesn't even have to be people that are actually working with you today. Mm. If you're, if they're in your network and you're having conversations, and maybe they're not, it's not quite the right time for them to work with you. Mm. Um, and whatever you do, maybe it's a really long sales cycle where it really takes a while to massage and nurture those relationships till it's finally time to do business together. Um, if you're still delivering a great experience and adding value, like you said is totally appropriate to still ask for a referral. Just because they can't do business with you or the time's not right, doesn't mean that they don't know somebody that can.
1: That's a great point. Another thing that I was thinking of when you were talking was teaching centers of influence is what we call them. So people that are in similar industries to you, that let's say complement your industry. Let's say you own, I don't know, an auto body shop, and you'll find that you often have to connect people to a mechanic shop or whatever, yeah. right? Yeah. Teaching the people in your network of professionals how to give you referrals and who your ideal client is. And also asking them who is your ideal client so I can better send, I can send better referrals your way as well. And one of the biggest pieces of advice I got was actually from a buddy of mine who's a business owner. And he goes, when you're, when you're trying to connect me to somebody, here's what you say. He goes, you don't say, Hey, look, Mm -hmm. I know this guy that owns an auto body shop. Um, (laughs) Do you want me to have him call you to talk about the dents in the side of your car? Because people will say, or, or why don't you give him a call and he'll take care of the dents in your car. Nine times out of ten, they're not going to call that guy. They'll say, yeah, give me his card. I'll I'll call him when I have some time. It's better to say, I'm going to have him call you to talk about getting those dents Mm. out of your car. Because now they're expecting a call. So it's almost like you're amping up the service because it's like, look, full service, baby. I'm having my guy call you to take care of those dents. And number two, the precedent is not for them to make the call. It's the expectation that a call is coming. They can yeah. still reject that person, but at yeah. least the call has been made.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a big fan of uh, I'm a big fan of making making intros. You know, via LinkedIn DMs. You know, because boom, it's in your face. You know, the conversation has already started. Right? Like, mm-hmm. hey, the thread is there. It's happening, <laughs> whether you wanted it or not. <laughs> right? That's cool. I never yeah. actually yeah. thought of
1: that. So how, LinkedIn DMs would be like, it's, so it's a group. Like, hey. It's
0: a group DM. It's a group DM. Yeah. So you can. I don't, I don't know if Ooh, you've ever good. tried it, but like you know, you and I have had some one-on-one you know uh, exchanges on LinkedIn, you know, uh, but you can add people to the conversation or you can send a group message on LinkedIn.
1: Ah, so now there's like peer pressure a little bit. You're giving a little yeah, bit. Yeah, and pressure. then
0: they, yeah, then they see your profile. They see you. They have you know familiar face. Um, they can see what you're all about. They can see what type of content you're putting out there. By the time you actually schedule a call, like mm. if you're doing LinkedIn right, they already know you and what you're all about and the yeah. type of content you're putting out there, the type of value you're offering. You know, um, it's a great way for intros. You know, people a lot of times people are comfortable doing an email intro, and I found that sometimes people are not that responsive on email. Like, you know, I get referrals like crazy as well, like yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I found that, you know, the peep, the, the, referrals that I get sent via email, it's a lot harder to get a conversation started sometimes where with LinkedIn group DMS, which is my preference. And I try to tell people, Hey, just do that. It's the best way. Um, you know, the conversation has already started, you know, what do you, atri- what those- do you attribute
1: that to? Because I, that's, that makes so much sense. Like if I was like, just like in a chain email, I would feel less inclined to respond to it. Is it just that email is uglier than LinkedIn? Like, what, is, what do you think it is?
0: I think that um, with LinkedIn, you know, within a matter of a couple of minutes, they can get a good sense of who you are and what you're about, you know, and, and, and they can feel like, oh, wow, you know, this this is a good referral for me, you know? Mm-hmm. Now on the flip side if your LinkedIn profile is crap <laughs> and you don't have a great picture and you're not putting out content and, or you don't have a picture at all, then I uh, highly yeah. do not recommend Just that, that like method. dark,
1: that darkness, the absence of a human being, but like a silhouette, there's something it, eerie about that.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it blows my mind when I see people on LinkedIn that still don't even have a profile picture.
1: Yeah. they're like, why is it? And nobody responding to me. My picture just looks like an ominous ghost. Why am I not getting any responses? To the, yeah. So yeah. that DM, yeah, idea, so, wow. I like yeah, it. Yeah, Thank so, you.
0: yeah. So, so something you mentioned, right. Is, is, is just make it a habit of asking for referrals. Number one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, uh, and sales hustlers keep in mind, you know, I keep saying referrals with an S not referral, hey, can I get a referral? Hey, is there anybody, you know, that you know? Is there, you know, what people do you know? You know, plural. <laughs> you know I mean? right. Like, ask them for a couple referrals. It's just as hard to ask for three as it is to ask for one, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Or even be more specific. Hey, is there three to five people that you know, you know, that I that I could help out, you know? Um, I love it. And, and so, the clients that you serve, though, Like you got to, you got to really serve them at a high level for them to be open to giving you referrals. Right. So, I mean, you talked about your early on clients, like checking in with them probably way more than they wanted you to. (laughs)
1: right? Yeah. We actually, we, we develop stats on, on that. Like, because we, we send out these questionnaires and we get anonymous answers from my clients. They're like, how about like, how often are you getting contacted? Is it like too much? Is it just right? Is it not enough? And it's always just right. So I'm like, all right, once a month, like three minute call, touch base, see how they're doing, appropriate. At least that's what I was doing. Maybe once every two months. But you got to know the client, too. You have to know the client. Like some of your clients are like very, what's the word, like uh, talkative. They, they want to see how you're doing. They want to tell you what's going on. Uh, and then there's some that like, you know, they're nice people, but maybe they don't want to chit chat that much. Maybe you call them every other month. And then you just have some clients that, like, they, they use your service once, they never want to talk to you again, they're good, or they bought your product once, don't bug me anymore. Yeah. So, you know, have some emotional intelligence with who those people are that you're following up with, because those are also the people that are likely to give you a referral, because if they love you, and they want to talk yeah. to you once a month and touch base and have a little chit chat with you, I mean, hello, those are the people that are going to represent you well in the community as well.
0: Yeah, yeah my survey would look like this. Hey, it, you know, I'm calling you the in that just right amount, but if you don't give me a referral, it's going to become that too much amount. So too much. what do you got I'm for gonna, me? I'm
1: going <laughs> to call you a couple of times a day, just right, right before you go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> no,
0: I mean, yeah, you got to make sure you're not over calling too, because if you piss them off and you're like, man, this jerk's always calling me good chance. You're not getting any referrals from them. Right?
1: Yeah. Or it's a good, great way to weed out the clients that don't like you. <laughs> That's <laughs> another. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Um, Awesome, man. Tell people a little bit about uh, the podcast, you know, what you guys are talking about, why you and Chris started it and where they can find it.
1: Yeah. So a um, good friend of mine and colleague, Chris Sykes, started our own podcast called Success Fundamentals. It can be found at successfundamentals.com. Colin, you're a big help with that. And Chris, Arthur, we appreciate you guys. Um, So basically the premise of the show is uh, we're sitting down, Chris and I, and we're like, you know, what is it that successful people know that we don't know? What are these wildly successful people thinking about every day? What are they doing every day? Are there any similarities between these people? Is there any wisdom that we can glean from these people? So we were like, hey, let's make a podcast where all we do is just interview successful people, regardless of the industries that they're in, that made it to the top, pick their brain on their mantras and philosophies and views on bark ethic and, and see if we can get something, some wisdom out of them. So we're really excited. We've had some great interviews and, and it's, we're really enjoying the experience. So please tune in. We'd, we'd love to have you listen
0: yeah awesome thank you so much ryan for coming on today really appreciate it um i think this goes down as the first episode that we really went deep on door knocking so cool. um, it works and uh you know you're, you're proof that it works and i think you know sales hustlers if you're listening like you know get out there and start you know asking for some referrals because it makes a big difference and you know once you're done doing that go ahead and check out Success Fundamentals. We will drop the link there in the show notes so you can subscribe on whatever podcast platform you enjoy and you're listening to this on today. And as always, if you enjoyed today's episode, please, please, please share the show with your friends, write us a review, and as always, we're listening for your feedback as well. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Sales Hustle. Are you a sales professional looking to take your sales career to the next level? If the answer is yes, then I want you to go over to salescast.co. Check us out. And if you feel that you are ready, set up a time to talk with me and my co-founder, Chris. I'm your host, Colin Mitchell. And if you enjoyed this episode, feel free to leave us a review and share the podcast with your friends.